Welcome to the Incoterms 2020 Rules Series by Trade Finance Global. Part 8. Delivery Duty Paid, DDP. One of the rules for any modal modes of transport. DDP is the exact opposite. The buyer does virtually nothing. The seller has to do absolutely, almost, absolutely everything. DDP can also be used for land transport, for example, within the Europe, um, Central Asia landmass or the North American landmass or any other landmass. I'm Dipesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Talks, and today we're joined by Bob Renai, member of the ICC Incoterms 2020 drafting group. Now, here we are in the eighth part of this series describing the Incoterms rule DDP, which stands for Delivered Duty Paid. And it's the final part of the rules for any mode or modes of transport. So, Bob Renai, over to you. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? And could you please explain to us at TFG what DDP is and what the buyer's and seller's obligations are? My name is Bob Renai. And that's who I am indeed. I live in gorgeous tropical North Queensland in Australia. And I had the fantastic good fortune to be a member, to be invited to be a member of the Incoterms 2020 drafting group, which I rank in all my life as the most interesting, greatest intellectual fun that I've had ever. That might sound strange, but it was indeed intellectual fun. I think it, it would have to be the equivalent of a million bridge games or a million chess games, seriously. That was me getting my jollies out of it. DDP, delivered, duty paid. It's touted as being the exact opposite of XWorks. So where XWorks was the seller doing ah, just about nothing, DDP is the exact opposite. The buyer does virtually nothing. The seller has to do absolutely, almost, absolutely everything. The seller has to organise for the goods to arrive at the nominated place, which is typically the buyer's premises or wherever they want the goods to go. Now, the seller is responsible for absolutely everything to that point. The seller has to carry out any export formalities. The seller has to carry out any import formalities. Now, this is a problem. In probably most countries, the only party that can carry out import formalities is an entity of that country, not somebody elsewhere. So that normally would immediately put paid to DDP. There are countries like my own where an overseas party can indeed be the importer of record and customs clear the goods. And we had a case a couple of years ago where this happened and the overseas party under-declared the goods for import. Customs discovered this and went back through the records and found that customs duty had been underpaid and therefore GST, 
they decided not to try and recover that from the overseas seller. Instead, they went to the buyer. The buyer declared that they were not the importer, but the customs legislation gives customs the power to recover from any party involved in the transaction. So nowadays, the freight forwarders are much more wary about imports under DDP because customs prevails. The case in court was lost by the buyer and they had to pay a lot of money that they didn't expect. I suspect they're not dealing with that supplier anymore. DDP therefore has major problems. It is effectively DAP, but the seller has to carry out import formalities. I should mention also with the D rules, DAP, DPU and DDP, any transit clearance formalities are now for the seller because the seller has not yet delivered when the goods are going through the transit countries. Another major risk for sellers under all of the D rules is that even in the DAP and DPU and in DDP, even if the goods have been import cleared by the buyer for DAP, DPU and the seller for DDP, even if they've been import cleared, if the truck has an accident, let's say one block or one kilometre from the delivery location and goes up in flames or the goods fall off the truck and are destroyed, it is the seller's risk. Now, if that happens one day before the last delivery date in the contract, they're not going to be able to replace the goods in time. So they will be likely in breach of contract. The seller will claim under their own insurance that one would hope they have, that the buyer has not received the goods and has no obligation to pay for them because they were not delivered. Now, there could be complications depending on the regime in the particular importing country as to whether the party named as the importer of record who has paid the customs duty can in fact retrieve that duty or get a refund of that duty because the goods were destroyed. They had been received into the country. Whether the customs of that country will be interested in the goods being delivered or the fact simply that the goods were taken out of the container yard and therefore they were customs cleared, they're merely on anybody's truck, they were not under customs control anymore, would they be concerned with the fact the goods were now destroyed and not able to be used in the country? That would be something that parties should be checking to make sure of because it could be dangerous. Now, I said it's almost everything for the seller. The one thing the seller does not have to do is unload the goods. Now, you might recall what I said about DPU and the difficulties of unloading a container when we're talking cross-ocean container shipments. But DPU can also be, sorry, DDP can also be used for land transport, for example, within the Europe, um, Central Asia landmass or the North American landmass or any other landmass, but typically those two. So you could conceivably have the 
even the seller's truck delivering to the buyer because it can also be used for domestic trade. And I should emphasise, every one of these rules can be used not only for international trade but for domestic trade within the one country or the one customs region. But if the seller is delivering in their own truck under DDP, they don't have to unload the truck. That would be the buyer's responsibility. Reality is that maybe it's a 50 kilo package or a 15 kilo package and the seller will indeed unload it and hand that package to the receiving dock or the receptionist. So we haven't quite got the ultimate for the seller. Could we have done that in the rules? Yes. Remember what I said about DPU and my opinion that it's unnecessary. We could have amended DAP to have two different options of delivery, not unloaded and unloaded. We could have done that with DDP, but there was a reaction against doing so and we were running out of time to put that to the national committees. Whether that needed to be done is another matter. But we missed out on making the ultimate option for DDP of the seller doing absolutely everything and handing the goods unloaded from the arriving means of transport to the buyer. DDP really needs to be used with the utmost care and there's a very strong warning in the explanatory notes about this. This was the other rule that there was some pressure to do away with because like XWorks, it has that major problem of the declaration of, well, in this case, not export, but import to the importing countries' authorities. It's very unusual, except in some countries, that the seller can import clear the goods. We'd be if we got rid of DDP along with XWorks, we would have holes, if you like, in the rules at either end. So we really did need to keep them there with strong warnings in the explanatory notes. And DDP, of course, like the other D rules, is just incompatible with letters of credit. Thank you very much, Bob. And intellectually fun and stimulating indeed, but important to realise at least understand how DDP can and and, and actually in this case cannot really be used with a lot of the trade finance terms and instruments such as the LC that a lot of our community are very much used to working with. Also very interesting how DDP, I guess, sits on the other end of the spectrum when compared to XWorks where the seller does nothing, whereas in the case of DDP, the seller does have to do almost everything. And, And I think a warning about care and usage when using DDP, particularly for the seller. So Bob, thank you very much for joining us on Trade Finance Talks. Good to have you on board and we shall speak soon. Incoterms is a registered trademark of the International Chamber of Commerce and this commentary supplements the ICC Incoterms 2020 rulebook, which can be purchased through your local ICC branch or online. Rules on the correct usage of the trademark can be found on the ICC website. For more information on Incoterms, visit tradefinanceglobal.com.